One. All right. Hello. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Thank you all so much for being here. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live. I am your host, Otis Landerholm, and I'm so grateful to be here with you today. And welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm Otis Landerholm, the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream. And, uh, and anyway, thank you so much for being here. We're recording this on the 21st of December of 2023, so right before Christmas. I hope that you're, uh, uh, you know, uh, excited and looking forward to uh, the Christmas and holiday season, uh, whatever holiday you celebrate or not. Um, I, I welcome you and I, I, I appreciate your being here. So, um, so welcome to the Empowered Immigrant Live. Today our topic is to start 2024 off right by filing for citizenship. And so I'm going to talk about citizenship a little bit today. And so welcome. Thank you all so much for being here. Remember, the Empowered Immigrant Live is here to train, teach, inspire, and empower immigrants to make the most out of immigration laws and to make the most out of their lives. All right? So today our theme is to start 2024 off right, file for citizenship. And my question for you is, hey, you know, are you looking ahead? Do you want to get a green card? Do you want to explore what your immigration options are? Do you want to see what you could do to fix or change or improve your immigration status in the new year in 2024? Because if so, go for it. All right, go for it. And I'd love to help you with that. My firm is on a mission to win 10,000 cases in the next 10 years. We would love for your case to be one of them. All right. So um, we'll start talking about citizenship as I'm talking. If you've got questions, I'd love to answer your questions. So if you've got questions, please submit them. And um, Tam, Tamira, I see your question there. Thank you for that. I'll get to that in a little bit. All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, so thank you all very much, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Like, thank you all so much for being here. I really appreciate it. As always, I like to start with a little empowerment tip. All right. Little empowerment tip for today. So it's December 2023. 2024 is coming up soon. All right. So my question for you today is, what's the number one area of your life that you want to take ownership of? to produce better results in, higher results in, more for yourself and for your family and for your life in 2024? What do you want to create for yourself? All right, is it better health to take on your physical fitness, etc.? Is it a higher income, more wealth, more money coming into your life? Is it a higher level of happiness or satisfaction? Is it more love or better relationships? What really is it? All right. And uh, if you get some clarity around that, it can help you. It can help you focus the decisions that you're going to be making to help maximize whatever that area is. All right. Like for me, just speaking honest, um, I'm feeling good in health. I, I'm, I feel, you know, I'm a healthy person. I run and exercise every day. Um, I feel quite happy. My 
personal happiness levels are very high. Uh, although I would enjoy dedicating a little bit more time to my hobbies, uh, playing guitar, etc. So um, my love life, my relationships are outstanding. All right. For me, the primary area of focus, if you want to know the truth, for me personally, is financial. Okay? I want to, in 2024, I want to double my income. All right? I want to qualify for a loan to be able to buy a house for my wife and my kids. Yes, I drive a nice car, right? I have that. Yes, I have some level. Yes, I, I, I live comfortably, but I am not to where I want to be yet. All right? And so how do you do that? How do I do that? What, what's the secret to increasing your income in 2024? Well, for me, it's like, okay, let's put a number around it. Let's help more people. And let's actually help them. Let's deliver more value to the people that are, that are working with us. And I'm just saying it, right? That's what I'm dedicated. That's what I'm committed to take on in 2024 to up-level my commitment to our clients. And I share that with you because that is the same way you do it if that's the area of your life you want to take on. Provide your employer more value. Provide your clients more value. Look to where you can do more, provide more so that the exchange comes back your way. And that is the, you know, that's, that's the way to make that happen. Anyway, I hope that's useful. Hope that's helpful. Hope it communicates. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, now I'm going to talk about immigration law. You know, um, one of my favorite things to do as an immigration lawyer is to help green card holders become citizens. It's like we're creating new citizens. It's a, um, it's, it's a um, empowering, optimistic, joyous, uh, it's kind of like the last, finally, we're done with this whole immigration thing because now we're a U.S. citizen, all right? And it just so happens that right now, our citizenship cases are moving along quickly, all right? They are um, getting done in eight months or less right now which, you know, during the pandemic, during the worst of it, they were taking 20 months, almost two years. And so if you have a green card, and if you'd like to explore your options about citizenship, hey, I'd love to help you, all right? And my, my firm is here. We'd love to help you. So let's talk about the basics, right? Who is eligible to, quote-unquote, naturalize? Who's eligible to apply for a green, sorry, to apply to become a U.S. citizen? Well, you know, you have to have your green card for five years, typically, all right? Or there's an exception, it's three years if you've been living in marital union with a U.S. citizen spouse, okay? So five years or three years if you're qualifying for the, the fast track three-year exception based on marriage to a U.S. citizen, living in marital union with a U.S. citizen, that green card has to have been lawfully gotten, all right? If there was any, if there's an allegation that your green card was a mistake, what, there was fraud involved, there was a problem involved, like there are some people that do not file for citizenship 
until you have a lawyer really review what happened in your green card case originally, because all of that stuff will be reviewed, okay? And so you, it's so much better to do it with your lawyer rather than with the immigration officer. Trust me on that, okay? So review it first before making the decision. But as long as your green card was lawfully gotten, great. Then you can go on to the rest of the criteria, all right? So number three is you have to be over 18, all right? You cannot go through the naturalization process. You can't file your N-400 citizenship application until you're 18. If you file earlier, it could be rejected, okay? Number four, you have to demonstrate that you're a person of quote-unquote good moral character. And that's a conversation to talk through with your lawyer, all right? Have you ever had any arrest against you? Have you, have you been paying your taxes? Do you owe any debt, uh, alimony, child support, uh, back taxes, uh, uh, parking tickets, things of that nature to any government agency? Um, do you, um, uh, num number five is you must not have left the U.S. for any period longer than six months, all right? And we're looking at the, the window, the five-year window or the three-year window, depending on when you're filing. So you've got to show your physical presence in the U.S. and in the district where you're living, all right? And the, the best, uh, the most common issue is if you've ever had any period that was longer than six months out of the United States that could constitute a quote-unquote disruption into your uh, physical presence with your green card, Okay. The next requirement is you have to take and pass basic English. And, it, it, and I did an episode a few weeks ago on the exceptions to the basic English requirement. Um, but, uh, and there are exceptions to the basic English test. Uh, but if you're understanding me right now, all right, if you can understand me in English as I'm talking this through right now, um, and if you can talk about your green card, how you got it, etc., your English will be fine, okay? Um, and talk that over, you know, feel free to, yeah, if you have any concerns about that, um, I'd love to talk through, you know, it really is a basic level of English. You do not need to be um, a native uh, English speaker at all. Um, la uh, a couple other requirements. You also have to take and pass the civics or the history test, all right, civics and history, where they'll ask you a bunch of questions, you know, um, name a state that borders Canada, and how many U.S. senators are there, and what's the U.S. Constitution, and, you know, there's a list of a hundred questions. Um, study them. You only have to answer six correct out of ten, all right, six right out of ten questions, and you pass. And finally, you've got to be willing to swear loyalty to the U.S., and if you can do all of that, you meet all those requirements, then congratulations, you can apply to become a U.S. citizen. I'd love to help you with that. There's tons of benefits of doing this, all right? So if you're thinking about it, if you're on the fence, think about it. Think about it in terms of what the benefits are, okay? One thing is the process, as I said, is taking eight months or less right now, um, which is great, right? It's moving faster now than, than, than it used to. And so that's great. You know, you could get this in in time for the November elections. And uh, that's, that's a great thing. All right. 
But the benefits of citizenship are enormous, okay? You can work any job. You can take advantage of U.S. embassies and consulates when you're traveling abroad, okay? You can never be deported. If you're a U.S. citizen, you can't. The uh, immigration courts do not have jurisdiction over you, okay? You can leave the U.S. for an unlimited time and still return lawfully, even, even 20 years, and still return lawfully to the U.S. You can petition to bring over spouses, parents, children, siblings, all right? And, of course, you can vote, all right? The benefits are enormous. Um, I really encourage anybody to think about it. If we can help you with that process in 2024, we'd love to, all right? If you're just tuning in right now, my name's Otis Landerholm. Uh, we're here. I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream, and thanks for being here. Uh, John Frank Law, hello, I see you here on Instagram, and That Boy Carter, hello, I see you here on Instagram, and um, Mr. Tusk, I see your questions coming in, hello, great to see you, and Tamra, hello, I see your question, I'm going to start with your question because you asked it um, first uh, in line here, so um, ta uh, ta Tamira, is that how I say it, Tamira, thank you for asking your question, you say, I lived for 11 years in Chile before coming to the U.S. where I had permanent residency. If Chile is now unsafe for me due to nationality, due to my nationality, can I apply for asylum now since I now fear returning not only to my country but also to Chile um, as well? Or does the firm resettlement bar not allow this? Okay. So you're quite, okay, so I lived for 11 years in Chile before coming to the U.S. where I, so you ha had permanent residency in Chile. That's the problem I'm sensing. Okay, I got that. Not permanent residency in the U.S. Am I hearing that right, Tamira? So you had permanent residency in Chile, not in the U.S., and now you're wondering if you can apply for asylum in the U.S. despite the fact that you had um, permanent residency in Chile and citizenship in your original country, whatever country that was. So um, a great question. You bring up the firm resettlement bar. Normally, the answer to your question is no, all right? If a person's applying for asylum and they have permanent residency in another third country, then they have the right to go somewhere else, and the firm resettlement bar would say, no, go apply for asylum in that country, right? You don't need the protection, the legal protection that comes with asylum in the United States. But if you can really demonstrate, and that's going to be a challenge for you, if you can really demonstrate that you have no safe third country, all right, then let's talk it through and let's think it through. Um, either way, if you've been here for 11 years, I don't know if I'm reading your question quite right. You've lived for 11 years in Chile. Well, when did you arrive to the U.S.? All right. And so, um, so, okay. So maybe, uh, regardless, let me say that, say it like this, Tamira, you will have some risk. You will have some risk at filing this asylum claim and you should really, really talk it over. Uh, give our office a call. We'd love to do a more thorough analysis of, you know, what dangers were you really facing in your original country? What dangers are you really facing now in Chile, all right? You know, when there's a quote-unquote change in circumstances, 
you know, that affects your asylum eligibility. Sometimes you can get around the one-year bar, the one-year filing deadline. But I don't know what the situation is um, in your situation. So give us a call. Let's do a consult. Let's look at, look at it. Let's think it through. Um, don't file for asylum just on advice over YouTube, right? Don't do that. That's a mistake. Talk it through. Let's have a detailed consultation, and let's really give you the advice you need. All right? So, Tamira, best of luck. Thank you for, for, for being here and asking that. Let's see. I also see Mr. Tusk. Let me get your question up. Where did I just put that? Um, all right. Happy to see you again, attorney. Hey, likewise, you know? Likewise. So you say, I want to get my I-751 application approved. Get your 10-year green card approved. Can you apply for citizenship within three years of your green card if one... Um, if one removed the I-751 conditions based on cruelty? Well, so technically, yes. Um, technically, yes, in theory. The challenge there, though, is the I-751, you know, I don't know. You'd really want to talk that over, Mr. Tusk. You're asking a good question. You'd really want to talk that through because normally to apply under the three-year rule You've got to show that you're living in marital union with a U.S. citizen, all right? But if you filed your I-751 saying that you suffered battery or extreme cruelty from that U.S. citizen, then that kind of, they contradict each other a little bit. Does everybody see that? You know, you apply under the three-year citizenship rule, you're saying, yeah, we live in marital union together, but in the I-751, you're saying that you were, you suffered abuse and cruelty, and that person did not want to sign your I-751 with you, that's, that's potential. Like, you'd want to strategize that cautiously. In a situation like yours, I might say, hey, better hold off, wait for the I-751 to be approved, and then file for citizenship. That's not always my advice, though, all right? Because here's the thing, everybody. Sometimes, sometimes... The I-751 takes forever, 20 months of a process, versus a citizenship case takes eight months. So sometimes the situation is that, yeah, you file the I-751 and it's pending, pending, pending. But in the meantime, you've got your three years and you're living in marital union with your U.S. citizen. And if everything's happy, all right, in your relationship, then let's file for citizenship at the same time, not wait the 20 or so months for the I-751 to be approved, let's push USCIS and let's file for citizenship already. When we've done that, what we've seen is that the N-400 and the I-751 get adjudicated and hopefully both approved on the same day, all right? And when we do that, that's a happy day, all right? You've got your 10-year green card approved and your U.S. citizenship approved in the same day. I love doing stuff like that, okay? So anyway, Mr. Tusk, I also see your question down there. You say, can I remarry my citizen fiancé while still waiting for the removal of my conditions on the I-751? Uh, uh, you know, if you are legally divorced from your ex, then you cannot file under the three-year rule. So let's, let's be clear about that. You can't file under the three-year rule. If you want to remarry a citizen fiancé, you have to make sure that the prior marriage ended lawfully through divorce or annulment or whatever process, all right? And if you've done those things legally, yes, 
Legally, the answer is yes. If you've done those things, you can remarry a person. You can marry someone else. All right. But uh, whether or not it's wise to do that for your case, it's like, time out. Let's talk that through in a bit more depth. I'm not going to recommend, like legally maybe you can, but is that the best strategy in your case? Like maybe we want to talk that through a little bit in more depth. And, and my, uh, I hesitate, right, about that. You might be, um, the, the best advice, I believe, in that situation, and you're already legally divorced. I see that. Okay, thank you. So um, still, the question as to whether or not to remarry while you're still waiting for the I-751 to be adjudicated, you know, you might want to talk it through. Maybe it won't cause any issue at all, um, and, maybe, um, and maybe it could. Okay? So anyway, Mr. Tuss, thank you for asking that question. Great to see you here. I hope that my answer uh, helped clarify some things, and let's talk it through. All right? The next case I see is the I, uh, Mr. Singh. Thank you for being here. Thank you for asking it. You say an I-730 was approved, and I have an old removal order. Okay, so what is your question? What is your question? I don't see the actual. Maybe you asked it somewhere else. Uh, I don't see the. Uh, maybe there's. Mr. Singh, sorry, I don't see if you have an actual question there. Uh, if you do, please send it in. Um, but it looks like, okay, the I-730 was approved. You've got an old removal order, so what do you do? Well, you know, great. Congratulations on getting your I-730 approved. You'll probably need to reopen. That old order should be reopenable with the approval of your I-730. And then you can use that I-730 to adjust status. You should be able to, all right? And there's steps involved, but um, you should be able to do it through a motion to reopen, okay? And so, um, yeah, if my office can help you with that, you know, maybe we need to request FOIAs and see what really happened in the old removal order, uh, you know, but uh, as long as it was uh, uh, a, a straight-up normal, quote-unquote, situation, no fraud involved, no no. Other, otherwise inadmissibility issues involved, um, yeah, you should, you should be able to, all right? And congratulations on winning the I-730. That's not easy, all right? So, um, uh, so that means somebody, spouse, uh, uh, likely a spouse, won asylum and is now petitioned for you. So um, congratulations on that. All right, everybody, that's it. That's it. Thank you all so much for being here. And um, I really appreciate everybody's being here. We are going to do this episode in Spanish in just a few minutes. Um, and so, you know, if this was useful, as always, please go to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our channel. When you do, click that notifications bell, and you'll get a notification whenever we submit an additional video with updates, news, things of that nature. And as always, if you have an immigration case, hey, please give us a call. We are here to help. We would love to help. Um, and so, you know, it is the holiday season. Uh, we are here and working through the holiday season. Um, so if you've got questions or if you want to schedule a consultation, please reach out. We're here to, we're here to help you. Um, and in the meantime, hey, have a wonderful holiday season. All right. Do something to, um, to enjoy it, to reconnect with the people in your life 
who you care about, who you love. Spread some love, some joy. This holiday season makes a difference. All right. That's it, everybody. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm Otis Landerholm. I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream. Make it a great day. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye.